0: Hey, 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 what's going on, everybody? This is the Sneaky Emu episode 1-2, episode 12, that is. Thank you so much for tuning in. Sneaky Emu is a place where we want to find, to see, to discover the beauty of life, the wisdom of God, the things that have been in front of us the whole time that we've failed to see, and maybe... This is a good chance for us to rethink, relearn, uh, analyze, who knows, man, learn, grow a little bit, stretch a little bit. Uh, There's so much incredible stuff in this world that often we overlook. There's so many simple things uh, from the wisdom of the scripture that we've missed, and I think all of it actually serves to, if, if we can be open to it will provide for us some insight and maybe even start pointing us towards a better way to live. So, yes, that is the hyper extra long introduction, so to speak. Uh, now, a couple things <laughs> before we get into the actual things. Uh, I have I have like two two things. One is I, I first and foremost want to give a big shout out to a, uh, for the sake of an anonymity to a, to a friend who recently, uh, expressed some of their appreciation and their gratitude and their support of this fun little podcast. Uh, and so I want to give a big shout out to her, say thank you. Um, actually, cause I've been, so I've been wrestling with, uh, over the past several episodes as you may or may not have noticed, with the sound quality, and so hopefully, um, through the support of this uh, lovely lady, she, uh, I've got, I've upgraded, I've upgraded to a new microphone, and hopefully this will help uh, make things a little better. And if it doesn't help, my guess is it's not the the microphone. Uh, my guess is it's user error. So <laughs> thank you to her. Hopefully this uh, uh, helps the sweet goodness come to your ears sweeter. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, I'm, I'm, I'm super grateful and excited for that. Uh, the other thing is that I I was watching a show the other day on Hulu, uh, on my brother-in-law's account. (laughs) Uh, don't judge. Don't judge. Look, we pay for prime and Netflix we may uh share some uh, hulu anyways um but he hasn't upgraded it so it's like got commercials i'm like bro come on pay the extra money for me anyways uh and i noticed there there was a commercial for liberty mutual and it got me a bit up it, it got me a little bit upset here's why uh, apparently, cause I haven't seen this because we don't ever watch commercials. Uh, we don't have cable, whatever. Um, they have a new mascot. The Liberty Mutual mascot is an emu. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? I've never seen anyone use an emu for everything, anything. And now I started a podcast it's called the sneaky emu. And all of a sudden Liberty Mutual, what are they? Insurance financial. I don't even know what they do. But it was the Limu Emu, for Liberty, Liberty Mutual, like shortened. Uh, and it was wearing sunglasses, and it was playing beach volleyball. <laughs> and I thought, oh man, they're taking, they're taking my idea. I've tried to create something new and unique, and they're totally ripping, they're ripping me off. I don't know how long they've had the Limu Emu, but I've just discovered it. It's been a sneaky Emu for me, and now I'm a bit upset and bothered by the whole thing. Anyways, anyways. So, a couple things today. Um, I, I have a couple of uh, a couple of quotes, kind of, and then a couple of thoughts. And this is all really centered around. Uh, I I don't know how to to shorten a description of this. About it's it's kind of making decisions, but it's also about creating, but it's also about uh, how we establish and direct our lives, it's also about taking a great journey, it's also about uh, whatever, I guess, whatever it needs to be about. But I found these few things I thought were fascinating and I thought I might share. So if you find yourself in a place of maybe being stuck, if you find yourself, maybe you struggle with decisions, maybe you you find yourself uh, wanting to create but having fear to create something, if you find yourself... In a life that you wish you could change if you find i feel like wherever you are there's some good things here that might uh be a bit of encouragement to help you along the way and maybe actually maybe to help me out along the way as as we sort through this so i have a few ideas and we're just gonna kind of we're gonna kind of go with the flow on this one and see where it takes us okay so the first thing the very first thing is a. It's part of a. It's part of a book. It's a quote from a book. It's Sylvia Plath. 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 What is it? Dang it, man! He botched it. Plath. Plath. Sylvia Plath, with a th. You big dummy. Um, Sylvia Plath from her book The Bell Jar. Uh, I kind of stumbled across this. I haven't read the book. Uh, so I can't. I can't fully contextualize this but I've done some a little bit of research on it but the quote is phenomenal it was used somewhere else and I picked up on it so let me read you this quote and then we'll kind of move on from there okay so it's I don't know if it's called the fig tree I labeled it the fig tree this is from the book the bell jar she says this one of the characters I saw my life branching out before me like the green fig tree in the story. From the tip of every branch, like a fat purple fig, a wonderful future beckoned and winked. One fig was a husband and a happy home and children. And another fig was a famous poet. And another fig was a brilliant professor. And another fig was E.G., the amazing editor. And another fig was Europe and Africa and South America. And another fig was Constantine and Socrates and Attila, and a pack of other lovers with queer names and offbeat possessions. And another fig was an Olympic lady crew champion. And beyond and above these figs were many more figs I couldn't quite make out. I saw myself sitting in the crotch of this fig tree, starving to death, just because I couldn't make up my mind which of the figs I would choose. I wanted each and every one of them... But choosing one meant losing all the rest. And as I sat there, unable to decide, the figs began to wrinkle and to go black. And one by one, they plopped to the ground at my feet. How good is that, by the way? Uh, How relatable is that? There's something quite beautiful and sad and profound found within this writing to me you know this whole idea maybe you've been there maybe you are there at some point in your life where you've you're struggling with decisions and and you know exactly what this feels like you if you uh take this whole analogy of like life being a fig tree and you have all these figs to choose from each and every fig is a different decision and it's all kind of interconnected and there's this there can be what's the what's the phrase there's this uh paralysis of analysis maybe you've experienced this where You've got several things that you could choose from, but choosing one means, you know, opening one door means you're closing another door and then you're not, you're afraid of what will happen. And so all of a sudden you get stuck in overanalyzing the whole thing. And then ultimately you lose everything. You lose out because you failed to make a decision. Sometimes it's hard to make, some people struggle with making decisions. Some people don't struggle with making decisions. Some people Stand on the grocery aisle and go back and forth and back and forth about what to choose uh, and it can be for for many people can be a bit daunting when it comes to making decisions. But I think with the the thing that I've kind of learned in in the middle of this idea and this thought is no, there, there's not really a whole lot that we do that Is permanent do you know do you know what I what I what I'm getting at with that it's like I've kind of come to the place I used to I used to struggle with this and I remember I remember when I was uh, uh, counseling a particular young man he expressed basically this exact poem in much less uh, poetic words but basically, he's like, "Well, what if I choose this path and that leads me this, you know, down this particular road?" And but I was supposed to be on the other path, and then I don't know how I'm going to get back, and I can't. But I think what we often fail to realize is like, uh, y- you can change things. Right? That's that's one of the biggest, um, one of one of the most beautiful things about the life we live is you can change some things, right? And and maybe maybe that's a bit of a privilege statement i don't know but we do have you can you might not be able to change the things around you but you can change you within those things whether we're talking about a path of life whether we're talking about personalities whether we're talking about worldviews i absolutely believe that 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 change in all of these realms is possible and so if you understand that things can change or if you carry with you the idea that nothing's really permanent anyways, then it should alleviate some of the fears. It should alleviate some of the the paralysis of analysis. It should allow you to go, okay, you know what? With uh, If I have all these decisions in front of me and I'm going to do my best to make the most well-informed, wise decision I can currently, and then I'm going to, ultimately there, there's, there has to be maybe this underlying trust that God is is with you or guiding you uh, and even if you make a bad decision that he will still be there with you. And so when you carry, a kind of, it gives you this, like, um, maybe a subconscious confidence to go, okay, I'm going to make this decision and go this way. And then if it doesn't work out, you know what? It's, it's, it's okay. I, I can adjust. I can move forward. It doesn't mean that there might not be some pain involved or some hurt along the way, but you can move forward. I remember, um, a while back, I was I was at a particular church doing uh youth work and stuff and I got an opportunity to go work for a nonprofit uh that was uh, kind of like uh, it's like anti modern day slavery stuff. Um and I remember talking to my dad about all this and going I just don't know what to do. Um I I really, you know, I'm connected to this church and this place and I've had, have all these relationships and there's these kids that I'm worrying about but also like this is a great opportunity. It's where my heart is leading me, you know, and and it's, it's easy to get into that. Like, is this God's will or my will? God's will, God's will or my will. And you like work yourself up and you lose sleep and blah, 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 blah. Uh, and so I remember (laughs) doing all this wrestling, uh, to, to my dad, And my dad said, he said a few things that were quite wise that they seemed, they seemed slightly cold in the moment. But in retrospect, I was like, okay, yeah, he, he knows some things, you know, he does. He's, he's a very wise man. And he kind of, his response was something like this. It was like, uh, Hey, do you think that you're the only one that can do the thing you do? You're the only one that can do that job? Uh, well, I, I guess not. Do you think you're the only minister in the town or in the, in the country that can take care of those kids? Uh, I guess not. Do you think the church is going to fall apart if you step out because you are that mighty and that important? Uh, pro- probably not. <laughs> Do you know, it was, it was all these, it was like these questions that really put me in a place of insignificance right? And it's not that my, it's not, it wasn't a cut down. It wasn't meant to be hurtful or painful, uh, or he wasn't trying to inflict pain. He was just trying to give a sense of perspective. He's like, you know, people have been running churches for a really long time. Churches will continue to run. Yes. You will miss some people. Yes. People will miss you. But at the end of it, like you're, you're not as important as you think (laughs) when it comes to that specific thing. So like it's okay. Like you can let go of that thing and you can pick that next fig and go in the next, in a different direction. And then guess what? If that thing doesn't work out, that's okay too. You tried it. You've, you've gained something from it. You've experienced something and now you can pick another fig. Like you don't have to, to get caught up in this like downward spiral of self-importance in which you think one decision is going to alter the course of your life to such a degree that if you make the wrong choice there's no coming back from it no stop that's not how i i don't think that's how it works so uh after talking with my dad i said i said, you know what you're right like i might as well might as well take the chance like let's Let's see what this whole thing is, and so that's that's what I did, and I did that for a little while. Uh, worked in the in the nonprofit uh, component, uh, dealing with uh, anti-slave trade, sex trafficking stuff, and that was cool for a while, and I learned a lot. And then I got to the point where it was like, you know what? I think I'm ready ready to do something different now, uh, because what I I realized a whole bunch of things in working in that realm and that led me back to a different thought which now led me to a different job and that's just kind of the way it goes but to to overanalyze the point of not making a decision um it will you know you'll get you'll get stuck with with where you are and and then you know the the other side of it too is like by not making the decision you may have you may end up living with many regrets right what what was the poem i sat as i sat there unable to decide The figs began to wrinkle and go black one by one. They plopped to the ground at my feet. Yeah, so there's something about um, making decisions and uh, learning how to make decisions and, and choosing things wisely and not getting so caught up in the thought or idea that this one decision will ultimately, you know, I do believe decisions are important. I'm not saying they're not. But I'm also saying, um, um, how am I? I'm getting, I'm getting twisted here. Uh, It's, it's also not the end of the world because you can change. You can make a different decision to go the other direction. Oh no, I took a right when I should have took a left. Okay, well, take a left now and take another left, and then you'll be heading the direction you wanted to go in the first place. Keep moving forward, keep moving forward. Uh, I think that's the beauty of of the life that we've been given uh, is that we have this freedom to make these decisions to go in different directions uh there's I, I've heard some stuff about um, like uh abraham's journey you know um, and almost like this this uh it's like the hero's journey to some degree where abraham is at his father's house uh he's living in the land of his father the land of ur us ur where's he at ur uh and god, when god calls him he says leave the land of your father leave the land where you're at and go to the land i'm showing you uh and he does now we in in our time we don't maybe think as much about like just that calling other than God said something to do, do this and he did it. And so he's faithful and good for him and good job and all that. But this was actually a huge deal for somebody to leave the land of their father because that was their life. That was their livelihood. It was, if you left that, you were basically revoking your family, your people, your inheritance, all of that. You were, you were saying goodbye to all of that. Um, and and what Abraham's journey shows us, or his willingness to go, uh, it actually that that story within the Bible, and and this this whole concept comes from a guy named um, Thomas Cahill in the Gift of the Jews, a book that he wrote, because uh, he talks about how one of the gifts that the Jewish people gave us, you know, through through the Bible and through God and all this, was the idea of uh, of timelines. Because previous to uh, what they were doing, most of the ancient peoples thought, as, thought of time um, like as, as cyclical, right? Or as, yeah, as cyclical, that time operates in circles. And so history is essentially just always repeating itself. And so there's no way for you to break out of that. So why try to do anything new or different or creative or whatever? Because you're destined to be the thing that everything else, you know, everyone else was before you because that's the way the timeline works. But what you see with some, a story like Abraham and the gift that the Jews have given us is this idea of time not operating in a cycle or in a circle or in a repeating, repeating cycle, but rather that time has the ability to, uh, to, to move forward. right? So it's, it's a, a timeline. Time became somewhat linear through the lens of the Bible because you had, you had a past, you had a present, you had a future. And so, what you see with Abraham is when he accepts God's calling, he's taking this step out of the, tr- the the conventional, traditional thinking of the day, which is history just repeats itself. He follows the calling of God, and now he is essentially creating a new pla- a new path and a new plan for himself and for his life. It's really it's it's really really a big deal. For many of us, we may seem we may feel like. Maybe history is repeating, or maybe we feel like we're stuck, or maybe we're wishing we had a bigger calling, or maybe we're whatever. But this story shows us that things can move forward from where they're at if you're bold enough to take a step, if you're bold enough to make a decision. Right? Uh, the decision Abraham had to make was, am I going to follow this God or not? He's staring at this fig tree, looking at these figs and and the options are stay where you are repeat history and live the kind of life that that everyone else who you, you you know has lived or choose the fig that is following this god and journey to a whole new land without knowing what is going to happen All right that's part of maybe that's part of our our hang up in making decisions Is not just cutting some other decisions off or fear of making a bad decision, but fear of not knowing how the whole thing's going to play out. What if I pick a fig and it's rotten? What if I pick a fig and there's a worm in it? Like we don't know how this, we don't know that all figs will be sweet. We don't know all decisions that all decisions we make will actually be beneficial or helpful or work out the way we want them to. Right, So that's part of the risk and maybe that's why sometimes it's tough to make a decision to head in a direction, which is what leads us to this paralysis analysis because we've got all these fears and worries and concerns and uncertainties that are like floating around in the back of our head as we're presented with figs to choose from, as we're presented with options in this life and decisions that we have to make the beauty of the story of abraham is that he had this opportunity this calling from god he made the decision to follow it he went with it and then he ended up having this really extraordinary kind of life there was ups and downs and highs and lows but man what an incredible life that was lived because of making that decision um now <laughs> there was uh there there was this comedian there still is she still is there's this com- comedian named uh, Hannah Gatsby and she has a couple of different specials on Netflix and uh she's a lot she's very funny she's uh not for the faint of heart she's uh not for kids she's not friends or she's not uh family friendly if you will uh but she what i find fascinating about her is she's from New Zealand good day mate <laughs> that's aus awesome. that's australian it's from austria Good day, mate. Throw another shrimp on the barbie. Uh, she's from New Zealand, which is neither of those accents, and uh, she's an art history major that has been through some trauma. That does comedy that is actually very uh, deep and profound, very funny, very much speaking to trauma. Uh, she's very much uh, like anti-patriarchy. She's very she's very liberal. She's very um she's very very smart uh and how she i find it fascinating I love to watch how people um create things i like i love to watch to like think about the scene the thing behind the thing like as she, and then this is not just with her with any comedian artist I like to think about how they construct their jokes how they put their sets together uh I find all of that stuff very fascinating uh but anyways, she was doing this this bit on um on a lot of her comedy actually ties into like art history, which is fascinating. And she was talking about how, how during, I guess like the Renaissance, how women could only uh, be allowed outside in groups of three and without clothes. <laughs> so she was showing all these like uh, old, old paintings of um, what you would call a uh, full figured women, but they were always in threes and then there was one there was always there was one particular painting in which uh the three women were like standing around a tree or something and they had like a uh like a a, a sheet around them but it was like a, a a very opaque very see-through type sheet you know and then the sheet wrapped around this one woman and then was like stuck kind of directly between her butt cheeks <laughs> <laughs> And she said, and she was just talking about this whole thing, and she was like, you know, the thing about that particular painting is it's a painting, which means there was an artist who created it, which means that the blanket, the the, the sheet that's wedged into the woman's butt crack was, was a decision, <laughs> which... It's so funny when you like stop to think about it. You're like, yeah, why did he do that? And then like, I like what? Like he chose as he's as he's putting this canvas there, and as he's getting his paintbrush and he's getting his paints, and he begins to to paint these women in the background and the tree, and then so you'll uh have them wrapped up in this opaque, see through type uh sheet or whatever. And he took time to, <laughs> to, to paint the sheet in the butt crack. Like <laughs> it was probably a lot of work to try to make it look like it was really wedged in there. <laughs> and I just thought, how, what a brilliant insight to such a silly thing. And yeah, why, why, why did he do that? you know what i just the, the funny the funny thing to me about the whole thing is that uh, when you see stuff like this like <laughs> as silly and ridiculous as it is and as funny as her point was about the painting was that uh, that that is kind of the beauty of the life that we've been given that we have the ability to make decisions and create things and create new things and create Weird things and create lives and cre- like that to me is the beauty of what is you know when when God created everything, uh, He created everything to also create more of itself. So the whole universe, the whole thing, all of creation is continuing to expand. And then He gave humans responsibility uh, over all of it. And in the whole role that we have is stewardship and guiding and shaping this ongoing unfolding creation. I feel like we've talked about that. I feel like I talk about it all the time because I feel like that's a thing that we haven't fully grasped. I feel that's the thing that many church people or religious people haven't really thought about or haven't been taught. Yeah, we talk about stewardship, but we don't I think we miss out on a lot of that. And underneath kind of or behind all of that line of thinking is this idea that if if all of creation is expanding and if I have responsibility to guide and shape, it means that I am in fact making decisions or I should be making decisions about where and how this whole thing should go. I get to make the decisions about how to guide and shape my life. Uh, I I get to make the decision about which fig I will pick and then if it doesn't work out, I can make another decision to pick another fig to taste something different. You know, I, I, was, uh, I was struck a while back by um, the, uh, the create button. on uh, If you have a Mac or if you have, I, I use Pages to do most of my writing on. Um, and when you open a new document or when you go to, to start, like uh, if I write a new sermon or something, uh, it's, it, it's not just like open or new. The button that they chose to put on uh, when you're when you're trying to create something new it is create. So you open Pages and it's like create, and so you click that button and then off you go. And I was struck by the power in my the power of the create button in my mind that oh this is this is like life. This is this is like what. We get to do every day is like each day we wake up and we're clicking a new create document or something, or we clicked it a while ago and we're still working on this particular document in the, in the beauty of it is like, there's, there aren't, there aren't restrictions for what I can and can't do. Once I click that create button, that's the beauty of it. I get to make the decisions about what to create. I, I get to choose what letters uh, and words I type and write down and what sentences I string together and what paragraphs create thought. And do you see, like, the whole thing is an artistic expression of the self. The whole thing is you making decisions about which way this whole thing should go. Uh, to me, the whole thing is I get to make the decision whether I want to paint the blanket in the woman's butt crack or not. <laughs> whether I want like she could have just been like holding it like around over her head or she could have been like sitting on it or even maybe covered part of her like robe, robust, rotund nude body. She could have covered it. He could have covered it for her. But no, no, no. He chose to put it uh, in that place. And so right, wrong, or indifferent, he made the decision. And in making the decision, he created something. And in creating something, he gave something for us to look at, to think about, to ponder. And in creating something, here's the thing about creating too, is that uh, you, you don't get to decide how people respond to it. And maybe this is maybe part of uh, some people's issues, some people's dilemmas, some people why they struggle with wanting to create or or they get caught um, caught up trying to decide which fig to choose. Is because if you if you are choosing a fig, you're making this this, this particular decision. Your life is going in a particular direction. Um, you're creating a particular kind of life. Uh, you you don't get to choose how other people. Uh, view, view your life. Does does that make sense? Uh, I don't get to choose how people hear the things I say. I can only say the things that are on my heart and mind. Uh, I think I talked about this maybe in one of the first episodes about you know like when when I first started. Uh, I was like blogging for a couple of years, and again, I'm not a great. I I don't do good with grammar. I'm not a great grammatical person. <laughs> Sometimes I can't even talk right uh but the reason I kept writing was just to to be able to create something and even with this like this podcast like I don't know if that many people are really gonna listen to it you know <laughs> like like there's people out there with millions and millions of followers and and i'm a I'm a guy with a with a mic in a room with uh with both of you here, you know. It could be very easy to get upset or bummed out or like it's not valuable or it's worth not worth any time. But you know what? I I want to create something. I want to create something good. I want to make this decision to do this thing and release it into the world. And I'm gonna do my my part on this side. And then once I release it, once I make that decision, once I paint the blanket into the butt crack, like I, I have to send it out and it's no longer it's no longer mine. And so uh, rather than caught up, rather than getting caught up in, um, every decision being the end of the world or like carrying the the weight of the world upon it. I, I like to view all of this as like, Oh, I, I am blessed to be able. I am blessed to have the free will to make the decisions, to be able to create something, create something, and then be able to set it free. And then that's, my whole goal is simply to offer these little gifts, these little trinkets to the world. I can't control how the world will respond. I can't control if you think it's good or bad. Uh, I can't control how, how people will perceive it. Uh, that's one of the things I find the most fascinating about, about giving uh, sermons from time to time is uh, I'll, I'll have a whole message that I think will be, uh, you know, here's, I think I have a pretty good message today. And then I'll talk about, you know, subject A. We're talking about this particular issue. And then people will come out of church and they'll say, man, that was so great. That thing you said that really spoke to me about issue subject B. And I'm like, no, but I wasn't talking about about subject B. I was talking about like subject A. Like you, they totally didn't hear what I wanted them to hear when I was creating the thing I was trying to create but there was still something within that that they picked up on that resonated with them. I can't control what they hear. I can only work and do my best and put myself into creating this thing that is this offering, right? that is this gift. So for me, when when we're talking about making decisions, we're talking about this idea of creativity, um, we're talking about how do people respond to what you've created and maybe there's a fear there which you're you're afraid of how people respond will anybody listen to this will anybody like what i'm doing um there is there has to be a place that you come to where you begin to understand that you are simply offering this uh you're you're creating an offering you're creating a gift You're creating something, you're releasing it into the world and then understanding that it becomes its own thing. And to me, the beauty is that we can even do that at all. Like, so maybe, maybe for you, it's like you want to create a business. Maybe it's for you, you want to write a book, you want to paint a painting, you want to organize your storage. I don't know, whatever, whatever it is, uh, uh, you maybe you need to make a change in your your career path, you know, maybe, oh, but it's so hard, and there's all these decisions, and what if I choose Boston over Chicago and then my life will go different, and i've got a yeah yeah, okay, and you know are are you complaining that you have options is it, is that is that the problem? Oh, I have options, oh poor you that's that's part of the journey, man that's. That's where the good stuff is. Like, getting to the end of it isn't actually like, to me, isn't. If you're just waiting to get to the end of it and want to know how everything plays out, then where's the fun of the journey, right? Part of the journey is is having the opportunity to make the decisions. Part of the journey is whether you're talking about life or whether you're talking about creating something. Is that you have the ability and the opportunity to make decisions, and if you don't like it, you can undo it. If the guy didn't like the the blanket in the butt crack he could have undone it. He could have repainted it, but apparently he thought that's where it belonged. Okay. (laughs) Good Good for him. Way to go. I guess. I don't know. Uh, now I want to give you, um, I want to give you this other, this other quote that that I thought was really great. And this comes from, and maybe this will like put a little bit more uh, shape to this whole random discussion about Fig trees and poetry and making decisions, and Hannah Gatsby and blankets and butt cracks, and you know, the create button on your Mac. Um, there's this, uh, a writing poem, I think, from Theodore Roosevelt. And I came across this, uh, it was really through, uh, Brene Brown in, in like her first, uh, like one of her first TED talks or her book or something. I think her book was called Daring Greatly, one of her first ones. And that comes from a line that's a quote from something that Thomas Jefferson, Thomas Jefferson, <laughs> the, 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 Theodore Roosevelt said. I think last week I told you I'd, I'd mention this. So here it comes, it's so good. As we're talking about creating stuff and people criticizing it and making decisions and being worried about making a wrong decision, And all this stuff. I think this is an incredible uh, quote to kind of keep in mind, or to go look up and to paste somewhere. Paste somewhere uh, around the house. Put it on your mirror or something. Especially if you're if you find yourself currently in the process of doing something creative, uh, or or beginning something new, or making a decision or whatever. Um, So it's this. Says it is not the critic who counts who neither know victory nor defeat. How incredible is that? Yeah, who knows great enthusiasm, Um, who who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly. So, 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 so good, right? The the beauty of this life is that you have the ability to make decisions. You get to choose which way it will go. You get to choose what you will create. Um, Sometimes when you pour yourself into something, it will not work out. Sometimes when you pour yourself or you create something and you release it into the wild, into the world, it will be criticized. Any time you create or develop or change or pursue, there will be critics. There will be people telling you this is not good. Why are you doing this? I love listening to um to interviews of like famous people. Uh, there was I've been watching the um, what the one uh, my next guess is with David Letterman, and and he's you know interviewing these big time high profile people, and so many of them. Not all of them obviously, but so many of them have these backstories of wanting to do something with their lives, wanting to become an actor, an artist, whatever, a musician. And everybody bumps up against the same thing. That anytime you're trying to pursue something big or great, or anytime you're daring greatly, there will be critics, there will be people that have opinions about what you're doing. But like this like he says, like the credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena. Yeah. So to all the people that are telling you you've made the wrong decision or you should have chosen a different fig or why is your life going this direction or that thing you did is not good at all or give up now, like forget those people. (laughs) You're the one in the arena. You're the one scrapping it out. You're the one with the blood and the sweat and the dust all over you. They've done nothing. At least you're in the fight. At least you've picked up the pen and began to write. At least you picked up the paintbrush and began to paint. At least you picked yourself up and tried to start the business. At least you made the decision to take that new job. At least you were willing to leave your home and the country of your father and follow God into this unknown land. Right? You are making a decision. You are changing the path. You are daring greatly. And so even if you fail, even if the thing you make stinks, even if you still tried it, you still were brave enough to try. Yeah. I was talking one time with this guy who um, he, he was making a product uh, and this is this is real life stuff he was making a product um that at the end of the day I I can't I don't know if I can or should talk about it but at the end of the day it was it was a new product that I I believe I mean this guy's super wicked smart and he hangs out with super smart people uh and I just had the the privilege of being able to like hear about what he was doing uh they're working on creating stuff that re- like legitimately could could change uh, a particular aspect of our world, and um, I remember having some of these conversations with him, and him being on the fence with if he should continue, or you know, uh, their investors were you know uh, getting impatient, and were they going to run out of money, and blah 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 blah, and I just remember thinking, dude, and I told him, I said, man, you know, like what. What other option do you have? Like you're doing this incredible thing, something that could legitimately change our world. And you're wondering if you should continue. Well, we're wondering, you know, we're running out of money or this or that, that other things happening. I'm like, yeah, but even if it fails, you at least were trying even if it fails, even if it falls flat on its face and you run out of money and everybody drops you, like you were a part of the game. You were in, you were not a part of, you were in the game. You were making a difference. You, you were attempting to do something bold and brave and leave this lasting legacy to the world. And I thought, why? how could you possibly not pursue that, right? Again, to me this is the beauty of each and every life that we the, the life that we have. Each and every breath that we've been given. Yes, there's a fig tree of possibilities before us whether we're talking about life or simply creating something. Yes, you have to make a decision. But guess what? It's okay. <laughs> it can be tough. It 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 can be. It can be it can cause restless, sleepless nights. But at the end of it, you can keep going. You, get the, you have the privilege to create. You have the privilege to make the decision. Don't let a, a multitude of options uh, be something that scares you away from pursuing something. Don't, don't allow for... Um, Critics for fear of critics to prevent you from doing something because you will never do anything because there will always be critics, especially in the world we live in with the trolls and in the social medias and the people just looking to cause problems. So the best thing that we can do, I think, is that we, you know, go back to the story of Abraham, is that if we have this calling that we step out from the routine of what is and we are brave enough and bold enough to take that step. Abraham didn't know where that whole story was going to lead, but he trusted that God was guiding him in it. Right? And that that reshape, reset the trajectory of his life. That ended up affecting, you know, an entire creating an entire nation of people. <laughs> like it's kind of a big deal. So you never know where it may lead. And even and even if uh, even if you make the wrong choice and had the wrong decision it's it's not the end of the world. It's not the end of the world you can you can make another decision <laughs> uh, do you think that the church is going to collapse if you leave? <laughs> do you think you're the only one that can do that job? Do you think that without you, the world is going to fall apart? like you're not as important as you think and that's not to downplay who you are or who i am that's to give you the freedom to say it's okay to try something and it's okay to mess up and it's okay to fail and it's okay to get back up and try it again it's okay to have critics tell you that you are no good it's okay (sighs) they are not in the arena with you you are the one doing the hard part and even if it fails At least you have done so while daring greatly. You see, that's the beauty of the whole thing. You get to decide. You make the decisions. You have the privilege and the opportunity to create something. And then maybe the thing to remember is that once you create something, you kind of have to let it go. You have to let it go into the world, and you have to let it grow up and be what it needs to be. And people may misunderstand it. They may not get it. They may not agree with it. They may criticize it but it is out of your hands. Your job is to simply give the gift. Your job is to simply offer something better to the world. Your job is to continue to create, to move forward, to make the decisions in which hopefully we all get to benefit from. So hopefully that's a bit of encouragement for you today, wherever you're at, whatever you're dealing with, whether you're talking about life and making, you know, job changing life decisions or whether we're talking about just simply creating something maybe things are going good in your life things are going all right you're happy where you are and you want to do something new and fresh and exciting okay great go for it if it doesn't work out who cares it's fine you're still you you still have life life is good life my friends is good all right. Now I think that's about it. I, let's, I mean, really let's, let's keep, let's move on, man. I hope you guys have a great day today, wherever you find yourself, whenever you find yourself. Uh, I'm so very glad that you were here with us. This has been the Sneaky Emu episode 12, trying to discover the things that have been in front of us the whole time, trying to find the beauty of life, the wisdom of God that is all around us always. I hope that you have a great day. I hope that you'll be bold enough to create, that you will be bold enough to dare greatly in whether you fail or you succeed. You know that it is not the critic that counts, but it is you doing the thing, making the decision to create something new and give birth to all kinds of new and wonderful things into this world. All right, my friends, thanks for being here. Mom, thanks for listening. I'm sending you all of the love in your general direction. We'll talk to you next time. Teachings of the church and state. We're here to drink beer, we're here to kill.